welcome to the International Association of Business Communicators Amina Region podcast. This is Monique Zidnick. Today we have a guest from Los Angeles, California, Kate Peters, who will be running a session on the 25th of January 2023 for our IABC Amina Region members. Go to our website iabcemena.com for details on how to register and other events that we've got coming up. Kate is the founder and managing partner of Focal Impact, consultant and speaker. Welcome, Kate. Thank you, Monique. Thank you so much. So, Kate, can you share a little bit more about your background? Well, Monique, I have to confess right up front, I did not go to business school and I was not (laughs) a communications major. (laughs) But instead, I started out as a performing artist, a classical singer, a um, actor, and a violinist. Uh-huh. And also, I became a voice teacher and did that for many years. And over the years, I became more and more interested in not just the physical voice, but the metaphorical voice, as well as our voice in the world. And that's how we communicate our thoughts and ideas. And I wanted to know why some people have more impact than others. Mm -hmm. A pivotal moment came when I was asked if I could help a CEO who was losing his voice every day. And the effect of his laryngitis went beyond a croaky voice, although I think that that in itself can cause a problem with your, what I call your vocal image. But it was affecting his home life because he would go home and he couldn't talk to his family because he had to talk the next day to analysts and to customers and really important people. Of course, his family depended on it, but Mm -hmm. eventually it was really causing some problems. So I was asked to help him and I was able to help him. And I believe that his marriage improved and and his voice at work improved as well. But I began to see how important this work could be. I also observed other things about business people. For example, you know, they could all use tips on how to walk on and off stage, which is something that's (laughs) really uh, second nature to a performing artist. But, you know, who gives a business person a lesson on stage presence, right? And that they could use Uh, some feedback on how they show up to others, how their communication affects how they're perceived. In other words, about presence. Presence is important to impact. And I could help with that because so much of performance is about presence. All you have to do is go to America's Got Talent or Australia's Got Talent, and you Uh see the presence that people need to have in order to really show up as pros. So I I published a short book about this in 2006, and it was my thoughts on on how you apply the things that a performing artist knows to uh, public speaking. And I have to say that I've evolved over the years, though, because I've worked with so many business people. And at Vocal Impact, we've seen how, for example, engagement with others is more than just a charismatic presence for public speaking. True connection with an audience or a team and the impact leaders seek happens with the alignment of three particular aspects of communication. We could say the why, the what, and the how, or in our case, we say the intention, the story, and the presence. In other words, you can think of it very simply as to have impact, 
You have to mean what you say, say what you mean, and say it like you mean it. And that's what we guide people to do. That makes absolute sense. And I found your story about the CEO really, really fascinating because obviously a person's voice is also a part of their identity. I mean, it must have really affected his sense of self with the altered voice there. Absolutely. And it does. And it gives people a specific perception of who you are. And if you don't like the way people are perceiving you, your voice might be part of that. But your voice in the world is part of that. And also linking it to the leadership side of things. There's an Australian first female prime minister who did a lot of vocal coaching as well to alter that perception of herself and did an amazing job as well. And I think in some ways, changing how other people perceive you through your voice can also add to your sense of confidence and Mm -hmm. ability and your presence, as you said, as a leader. So you talk about the journey from finding one's voice from being a competent presenter and then going beyond this to be impactful. So how does a leader get there and how do they become skilled at transforming the hearts and minds that you mentioned? Well, I love that you asked that question because it tells me that you read some of my blog posts, which makes me very happy. (laughs) So thank you. Absolutely. (laughs) But to answer your question, let's consider that to find your voice, you have to be aware first of what makes you unique. Mm -hmm. And things like what drives you, your strengths, what you like about your job, what you maybe want to do more of, your vision for your work and even for the world around you and maybe how you want to interact with people. These are all personal choices, preferences. But when you know that, you can shape your communication to reflect that unique portrait. So we start the journey with people one-on-one and in groups to discover these things, create this aspirational picture, which we call a personal intention, and then we work with them to achieve that. And coming from the world of the arts, I know that communication skills are behavioral rather than purely intellectual. They are physical, and it takes time to create or change habits. You know, it can take up to three quarters of a year to change a complex habit. So we work with people regularly over a span of time. We don't believe in a one-off meeting or short bursts unless you're just working on one speech, but we typically want to see a real change for people to have impact, and we want those changes to be sticky. So then you ask about transforming hearts and minds. And as we work, our clients begin to understand that not only do they need to be intentional to find their voice, but the more intentional their daily communication, the clearer it is to others, and the better they become at shaping it to say exactly what they want to say, whether in a presentation, a conversation, or a keynote or something like that. And when we talk about intention, People often ask if it's the same thing as a goal or a purpose. You might have wondered about that yourself. And for us, Mm -hmm. intention is what activates purpose. It activates purpose. It's purpose with a plan to get there. So, for example, many people have meetings. And I hear it from clients all the time. They're meeting after meeting after meeting. And often those meetings are just because they feel they need a meeting. 
But if you're going to have a meeting, it should not be a waste of time for anyone. So having an intention for the meeting, being intentional about it matters. And to do that, you can determine what you want people to do as a result of having met and that will inform then what needs to be done or said in the meeting. It's like a future back approach, wherein purpose then informs the plan to get there. And there's nothing more frustrating than a meeting after a meeting after a meeting <laughs> where there's no resolution and nobody's clear on what happens right. or needs to happen. And then you just have, it's like, Groundhog Day. Exactly. Um, yeah. But tell me a little bit more about how the intention informs the content. Well, intention brings meaning to content. And more than that, the focus on intention has the effect of making people more aware of others. And typically, leaders learn through being intentional that they can't just tell people what to do. It's much more effective to consider what the audience is willing to hear and how to say it so they will listen. To do this involves what we call story with a capital S. And we say with a capital S because it's content that connects. It's not just storytelling, although that's part of it, but it's also emotional content, evocative, imaginative content, and even expressive speaking and all of it aligns with intention to have the greatest impact. You see, too many people, and I'm sure you've heard this, they recite facts and figures and they use the jargon of their industry or of their little organization and they lose their impact because they forget there is a human story behind every cell on that spreadsheet. We guide people to communicate their humanity. You see, transforming hearts and minds is not about coercion or manipulation. It's about showing up authentically and using skills that support alignment of the why and the what and the how of communication. And that's absolutely essential for leaders, aspiring leaders, and also for communication people to actually understand and support. But yes, Kate, you've been doing this a long time and <laughs> is there anything that you've discovered that you didn't expect to be a part of this coaching sort of when you coach with the leaders or you, say you're training the trainer with communication professionals is there anything that you didn't expect to be a part of this coaching process when you started out absolutely um, I really thought it was just about standing up in front of people and and saying things a certain way and and having a great charismatic presence. And I could help people to do that because you learn to do that as a performer. But the unexpected outcome for me over the years is what happens with the change from me to we that we just talked about and how that makes so much difference in a leader's ability to have impact. Now, you can't get there without exploring the me first. A leader's job as a communicator, though, is not to shape who they are to fit the audience, but rather to be comfortable with who they are and confident about their ideas while also recognizing the interests and the concerns of others. So also, people always seem surprised that this development takes practice and time. <laughs> but coming from the world of the arts, I did expect that. And to that end, we have exercises that 
develop skills. We keep up with research on things like storytelling and why it works so beautifully to connect us. And that all those things so that we can guide our clients most effectively. And we also observe and give regular feedback to reinforce and shape those behavior changes. So what doesn't surprise me is that it works over and over again. We've consulted with engineers, finance people, manufacturing executives, technology leaders, yada, yada, yada. And it's, we've seen them take on new roles, move into bigger and bigger speaking arenas, influence effectively during uncertain times, such as the pandemic or a, a downsizing of some kind, and find ways to increase their visibility naturally and comfortably. So when I tell a prospective client I can help, frankly, Monique, I'm confident that I can. And I can hear very much from you that it's not a quick fix. It's something that does require that dedication, the personalized, I can imagine, say, if someone had a stutter or if Mm -hmm. someone, as you said, was married to their Excel spreadsheet for storytelling, that it would require that personalized and specialized approach that you can give to help guide each individual leader. Absolutely. And that goes back to that personal portrait, that unique person that we are. Everybody has different things they can do. So oftentimes, you know, there are coaching apps and and there are things like that that people can use, but having the feedback from someone that knows your specific skills and your your focus and what you want to accomplish, and that makes a big difference. Absolutely. It's like having a personal trainer. Yes, yes. Um, who can help you reach your goals much more effectively. And exactly. Have that strength and confidence to keep pushing ahead to the next level. Right. Are there any examples of clients that you would like to share who obviously anonymized um, who might have stepped from someone who didn't have a voice to maybe a prominent speaking spot is are there any stories well I have lots of stories one of my favorite stories is about uh, and I I don't ever I say I don't coach and tell so I don't use names but I was working with a woman who's absolutely brilliant but she hated to go to meetings. She hated to be there. And so, you know, the pandemic was her friend. But before that, she would hide in her office rather than go out and be part of a conversation. And she was a very high level executive. So we talked about that for a while. And as she became confident with herself, she started going to the meetings in person and learned that it wasn't so bad. And uh, and now she definitely moved up in the organization. So she is one of those top people now. She always had that potential potential. She always had that there, but it took, sometimes it takes the permission from someone else to say, you can be yourself. It's okay. You can stand up and be there with other people and you'll be fine. And it's that coaching that you said, the personalized coaching and understanding of her that would have given her that strength to yeah. and permission, as you said. Yeah. So I am so thrilled that you're available to speak to our Amina Region mem- members. Thank you. And what can people expect in your session later this month? Well, this tags right into what we were just talking about. I've called the webinar, Everyone Needs a Coach. (laughs) But the subheading is what I've learned about executive leaders from 20 years of wondering why they listen to me, (laughs) which I have to say always it does occur to me when people have million or billion dollar budgets. And, you know, I'm a little performing artist from Southern California, but 
My intention for the webinar is to share my approach as a communication consultant and what I see as the challenges that leaders face today so that really so that you as communication professionals can benefit from those experiences and find more ways to increase the impact for the leaders that you support. And in the end, you see, I engage with leaders because if they get it right, it's more likely the skills will trickle down. And I absolutely believe if we could all communicate more effectively, the world would be a much better place. And so the format of the webinar is standard, I believe. I'll spend about 20 minutes telling some stories and presenting ideas to illustrate my approach to coaching and consulting. And hopefully it'll be interactive and I will follow with as much Q&A as, as we have time for. I'd love to have a good exchange because I believe strongly, as I said, your membership is doing really important work. And I also know that we teach what we want to learn. So I want to learn from all of you as well. And I'm sure there'll be a great discussion based on the other interactive webinars that we've had. So I'm thrilled oh, about this opportunity. Good, good. <laughs> um, but it is the new year and I did want to ask you if you've got any new year resolutions. Well, as I mentioned earlier, I am writing a new book and that is my primary focus for this year where my first book was basically a workshop. This one captures what I call the art and science of communication impact with lots of stories and tools. And, you know, I suppose in some way thinking about legacy, how uh, I think this work is very important. Obviously I'm attached to it. I believe in it and I would like it to be something other people can use besides me and my organization. So that's what the new book is about. And that in itself is quite a journey, right? Writing a book and figuring out what to do with it once you've written it. But in addition this year, I really hope to get back to music. And since I stopped doing it professionally, I've put it more and more aside. Everything takes a lot of time, but I do miss it. And being a musician informed a lot of my work as a consultant. So I'm bringing that into the book too, starting with a title, which the working title is Reverberation, which is all about sound going out and multiplying and having impact. I can't wait yeah. to read your book. I think it's a quote from Seth Godin who says that it's selfish not to share. Yeah. And I can hear that you have so much to share. Well, thank you. Maybe you'll send me little nudges from time to time. You know, how's the book? <laughs> Sometimes we need that. <laughs> I've, uh, I've started my own book, actually. Oh, wonderful. Um, wonderful. So, Is it about podcasting or is it about something else? Uh, internal communication and oh, wonderful. new ways of, of thinking. It is that nudge. It is that sharing of ideas. And also mm -hmm. it can feel so daunting. I mean, this is your second book, so you know yeah. that you can do it. And yeah. I know that all of us are behind you cheering. So please thank you. do, do thank let you. us know when it's ready for purchase. Thank you. I will. I absolutely will. Are there any last thoughts or comments that you'd like to share? Say some advice for our listeners whose interest has been piked by your comments on the value of audio, the value of vocal communication? Well, first of all, I want to thank you for having me. It's really been a pleasure to talk to you and I look forward to the webinar as well. I think what today's leaders need is the ability to engage people in their ideas, 
a simple, repeatable approach to communicating what they have to say, and confidence in their authentic selves. Even people who are at the highest levels often don't feel confident. They fake it often. And so if we can communicate that they are great as they are or that their authentic selves matter, I think that's really important. And I think IABC members play a critical role in supporting people who seek to have impact through their voices and ideas. So I look forward to sharing what I have to say and learning from you, as I said as well. And I really hope you will join me for the webinar and also connect with me either through my website or on LinkedIn. And I'd love to start a conversation on communication with any of you. And I thank you. Thank you so much, Kate.